Vancouver Canucks are on the clock. Yeah, and you know they are on the clock. So far, we haven't seen anything about a trade. I'm guessing if they hold on to the pick, it, it's Willander here. Yeah, Willander makes the most sense. Yeah, and if you're moving down, if you don't move down, it's probably probably because you're worried he's going to be taken. So Willander is a right shot defenseman. Has a really good two-way game. We've talked about him as a player for a while here now. The highest upside play, there's a couple of texts coming in. Well, Zach Benson's available. Yeah. And Benson, there's a lot to like about his game. Um, are you taking the 6-2 defender, plays on the right side, you can project to play in your top four for a lot of years, over the guy that maybe has a high, an incredibly high ceiling? Like a ceiling that could be, you know, a really great scorer in the league. But questions about his speed, you know, it's one of the areas of his game mm-hmm. that doesn't really pop. And how's that going to translate when he gets or starts to progress through the levels? And if he's able to create more space, even when the speed gets a little bit higher at the NHL level. So there's a lot of question marks around Benson. If you look through the annals of NHL history, how often does the undersized player end up getting knocked down draft boards simply because they are a little bit undersized? Yeah, and, and that's that's something that typically happens. You're right, and especially somebody who, and I mean, Cole Caulfield still went down, yes. but he had an elite level shot. And it looks like, based on what we're seeing, uh, Vancouver is getting ready here uh, to make the selection at number 11. So... Um, unless something changes here, doesn't look like they're going to be trading down. Alvin is, uh, talking across the table. They haven't gone up to the podium yet, but the pick is in and they are now walking up Yes, as they will make the selection at 11th overall. No trade down for the Vancouver Canucks. They are making this selection. Last year, they selected Jonathan Lekaramaki, who... As Patrick Alvine mentioned, even though he was the 15th overall pick, was somebody who they had on the top 10 of their board and was easily best player available when they went to select him. I'm sure when we get to talk to Alvine a little bit later tonight, he'll say similar things about whomever this player is that they are about to select. But the draft has played out pretty well for the Vancouver Canucks. They have options of who they could take and certainly ones that could help the future of the organization from a positional perspective as well. Let's see what the Vancouver Canucks are about to do as they step up to the podium to make the 11th overall selection at this year's NHL entry draft. Vancouver Canucks are proud to select from Rogla, Swedish Junior League, Tom Willander. He is hyped. Patrick Alvin, you know, he's batting 100% for being able to draft Swedish players in the first round for the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, man, so hyped. Tom Willander, they took Tom Willander. <laughs> I was worried about Nate Danielson, but he's gone. He's off the table. The Canucks have drafted my guy, Tom Willander. I love this draft pick, and I know people right now are upset they didn't take Zach Benson. I know people are upset even about yeah. Matthew Wood, and I get it. Even Colby Barlow, who I love his talent. He's so talented and such a great hockey player. But Tom Willander is kind of the defenseman that mm-hmm. is so rare in the NHL now. Yeah, Good defensively, like really good defensively, physical, yes. has size, skates like the wind. 
there isn't a defenseman in this draft who skates better than him. Yeah. There isn't. Like he's the best skating defenseman in this draft, bar none. Powerful skater as well. Great on his edges, right? He's smart defensively as well. Offensively, he's not going to be an Axel Sandin Polico or this, you know, big time game breaker, but he knows how to handle the puck. And he knows how to make plays. He can play on the second power play unit. He's he's got a guy who's decent release on his shot as well, can give you a few goals even. Like he's a real complete defenseman, man. Like I like this is the type of guy that I think Stanley Cup teams have on their roster yeah. and you're and you are you have a hard time trading for. And him being a righty, it's a home run pick, honestly. Like I, I, I couldn't be happier for this franchise and these fans down the road, even the ones who are aren't happy about Zach Benson not being the pick, because I think this is gonna age really, really well. It's uh, a player we've talked about quite a bit. Sat, you brought him up a couple of months ago as a potential selection, not just for the Canucks, but a potential player that was going to go higher than most people had been expecting. And here he is going 11th overall to the Vancouver Canucks. There is a lot to like about this pick. You know, we talk so much about right shot defensemen, and I and I get it. You don't draft for position in the National Hockey League. You don't draft for position in any league, really. You can't. It can be trouble. And certainly for a lot of you Canucks fans, you're going to look at this and be saying to yourself, is this another Ole Levy? They left the winger on the board and they took the defenseman. And I, I get it. But... Benson is not Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> and Willander does look the part of a really good, strong, two-way defenseman. One that you can project into your top four for a few years. Has some NHL traits already to his game. The skating pops, Sat. He can play a physical game when he needs to. There's just so much to like about his well-rounded game. And there are players in the NHL that are just so incredibly difficult to find. That's Tom Willander, and he's the latest Canucks selection here at the NHL draft. He is one of the... Like, that position, that type of defenseman, might be the most or the second most scarcest, most scarce asset you can find yeah. in the league. Righty defenseman, that's good defensively, and can play big minutes for you. Why it's are, very hard to find. Why are all the good defensive defensemen in the league Swedish? <laughs> you know, Europeans play uh, more Europeans uh, play right-handed yeah. than they do uh, in North America. Yeah, and oftentimes kids end up just you know being left-handed out here, and that's just something you see in Europe a bit more. And that's why the Europeans are really cornering the market on righty defensemen. And if you want to draft, them, that's kind of what you have to do. Look at the look at the defensemen this year's draft. All three. The next one that might go is going to be Axel Sandin Palika potentially. He's also Swedish. Um, there's a lot of people that uh, think Willander is a fine prospect, just not one that uh, the Canucks should have selected here at 11th overall with some of the other names on the board. Of course, Zach Benson is still there. Oliver Moore is still there and ready to be selected. Matthew Wood, who's been getting a lot of love as well. Colby Barlow, another name that's on the board and still waiting to be selected. Uh, we have an opportunity to hear from Patrick Alvine. Can we uh, quickly go to that? Let's do it. Here is Patrick Alvine uh, with Elliot Friedman. Not, uh, I mean, it was impressive the second half here. So uh, his, his, 
mobility and, and uh, ability to defend here and, and the path is going here to uh, Boston University as well. Did anyone make you think? Did anyone tempt you in terms of moving up into your spot? Uh, there were some discussions there, uh, but, but our uh, scouting staff felt strongly that this was uh, this was the guy we wanted. So uh, it made it pretty simple for us when, when he was still there to uh, uh, take the pick. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate it. So there is uh, Patrick Alvine saying he did receive some phone calls on uh, potentially trading down, but did not want to pass on the opportunity of selecting Tom Willander. It's uh... nor should he, man. Uh, I mean, unless you unless you felt um, you could get him in a couple of picks, like yeah. if he was your guy, you weren't going to be able to trade down and get him. And if that was the case, you you had to either be sure or get something convincing to move off of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe like uh, Alvin mentioned, they made him think pretty good. But I, I think it was more than just wanting to get. Um, you know, uh, a draft, like, you know, uh, uh, maybe a second or something. I think they wanted a bit more meaningful and only going up two spots. How much was Buffalo really willing to offer? Uh, we're going to be able to speak to Tom Willander. He also spoke with the Sportsnet television broadcast, so we'll hear that as well. Here is Arizona's pick. From Yaroslavl, Daniel Boot. Uh, so Arizona is just going full on with the Russian Revolution as they select Daniel Boo from Locomotive as well. And Boo is, uh, or Boot, uh, is a really interesting prospect. We'll get more into his profile and more on the Canuck selection of Tom Willander as we continue here on Draft Central. Vancouver Canucks are proud to select from Rogla, Swedish Junior League, Tom Willander. Patrick, there have been some rumors that this was the guy on your radar. What do you like about him? You know what? Uh, we, uh, My staff was uh, coming into the season. They were high on him. Um, smart player, right shot defenseman, um, just trending up. Um, I mean, it was impressive the second half here. So uh, his... his uh, Mobility and, and uh, ability to defend here, and, and the path is going here to uh, Boston University as well. So there is Patrick Alvine talking about his 11th overall selection, Tom Willander, out of Rogla, and uh, taking a bit of an unorthodox path to the NHL as he will head to Boston University instead of uh, continuing to play in Sweden here, Sat. Which is great. Um, I think for him to come and adjust to North American ice as soon as possible and, you know, to do it at that level, I think it's a fantastic play. It shows you how serious he is. And we're going to hear from him soon, and we're going to talk to him as well. He speaks nearly flawless English for a Ah. kid that grew up in in, uh, Sweden as well. A smart kid, cerebral kid. And I think he already has a real strong game plan about, you know, being an NHL player and him getting a head start on adjusting to North American life and the game. Doing it already as soon as next year, I think, is a huge plus. Uh, more on uh, the Canucks draft pick, Tom Willander, is coming. NHL draft coverage is brought to you by the Vancouver Giants, showcasing NHL prospect talents, Samuel Hanzik and Jaden Lipinski. Come watch NHL talent in action this season. Go to VancouverGiants.com slash tickets. Hanzik could be off the board very, very shortly, uh, while we went to break, or just before we went to break, Daniil Boo was selected by the Arizona Coyotes. 
at 12th overall, and uh, the Buffalo Sabres have just made their pick at 13th overall here in the NHL draft. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select from Winnipeg in the Western Hockey League, Zach Benson. So we had a little bit of a uh, question going on in the uh, bullpen. Uh, Would Zach Benson, would they say Winnipeg when he got drafted? Uh, You get your answer, Eddie. Yeah, they went with Winnipeg. I was debating, (laughs) was it going to be Winnipeg or the new team, the Wenatchee Wild? The Wenatchee Wild. It's uh, not the Wenatchee Wild. They said uh, Winnipeg and uh, Zach Benson, who a dynamic player, is uh, off to the Buffalo Sabres, who add to an incredibly young, dynamic group of prospects. So uh, he will have... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he's going to have a tough climb in the Buffalo Sabres organization. They have a, a lot of interesting young offensive prospects in that uh, in that organization right now. But that's uh, through 13th overall. Daniil Boo and Zach Benson, the latest two picks after the Canucks went with Tom Willander. So a lot of uh, speculation here on, uh, on Willander and uh, just, well, not speculation, more uh, analysis coming out on Willander and uh, for a lot of people, you know, there is uh, question marks for the Vancouver Canucks as they made this selection. Yeah, I mean, I think the question marks are Zach Benson, who went to uh, Buffalo. Yep. I think the question marks are just about what did you pass up on? And I think Zach Benson, in terms of raw ability, production, tenacity, mentality, and IQ, can be a, a game-changing hockey player. But also, he also has to improve in many ways to reach that ceiling. Like he has to, incre- he has to improve. Def- he still has to get considerably stronger, become a better skater, improve certain aspects of his game, which I think he can do. Mm-hmm. But he still has to do, you know. And and I think when you start talking about ceilings and things that um, that have to happen, it's true that he has a higher ceiling. But the things that he has to do to reach them is considerable. And for him to succeed as a five nine player yeah. is also going to be something that's difficult. But if he has that Brad Marchand mentality, you see it sometimes in his game, I can understand totally why you view it and say, like, what if he is the next Brad Marchand type? Not with quite the same level of uh, pugnacity, perhaps, but the, the level of intensity he plays with, then I can, I can see it. But I think he has to also overcome a lot of things to get there. And that's not a sure bet. So as much as people you know, love the player in his ceiling, he's also a guy that there's a lot of risk to it. So... When it comes to Willander, uh, this uh, text comes in. This could be the partner for Quinn for years to come. He's going to Boston University. It's still going to take him, you know, at least a couple of years probably to get to the NHL. But you're projecting out a player that has a lot of NHL traits already. And to compare him to, you know, other players like uh, Zach Benson, I think that's a great point that you just made there, Sat. Uh, Kyle Dubas, GM, or sorry, president with uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins is going to make the next pick in the draft, but we'll tell you what it is later because right now we have uh, the newest member of the Vancouver Canucks organization, Tom Willander, joining us, uh, the 11th overall selection at the NHL entry draft by Vancouver. Thanks for joining us, Tom. How are you feeling? You on cloud nine right now? <laughs> Basically, no. It's uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. I, uh, you know... I, I know you interviewed with with Vancouver uh, when they came up at eleven. Did you did you have a sense that they could be calling your name? Oh, uh, definitely. I feel like I've had uh, very good dialogues with with Vancouver, um, so it was definitely a possibility. But nothing is for certain. So so I got really happy when when I heard my name. Uh, 
Well, and in terms of, you know, your journey to get here, and, and that's always very special, but in terms of like what you kind of expected, how, how much of a, a I want to say surprise, but how much of a whirlwind has it been the past couple of months going from being a guy that, you know, was, was hoping to get into the first round and then being considered a top 10 prospect? Oh, it's, 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 been, a, it's been a wild ride. Um, I feel like, um, no, it's, it's been really fun, uh, I'd say. Um, I feel like, you know, the hours you put in finally mean something. Um, but you know, it's, I feel super lucky as well. Um, and just very excited to get started. How did you feel about, about your game this year going into your draft year? I know as the year went on, you, you started to find another gear offensively. How did you feel about your game? Um, I, I feel like I took very steady steps, um, you know, uh, getting better and better day for day. Um, but you know, obviously staying consistent and practicing uh, a lot was, was the key here. Um, I felt, felt like, especially around Christmas, I'd say it kind of exploded. Um, but, you know, uh, I don't intend on stopping and uh, really excited. So, Well, and, you know, you're, you're coming over to North America the, this upcoming year. Right. And, and how important is it going to be for you? I mean, and how much of a planning did you make here to think of your next step in wanting to play on North American ice? Obviously, going to a good university and getting that education is always a positive. But how much did that influence your decision to want to come to North America? Um, uh, you know, uh, I just think it's, it's a good fit for me. Um, personally, I feel like, uh, me being, uh, you know, feel like I have a lot left to give, um, a lot left to develop. Um, I feel like coming to North America would be a great choice. Um, but also, you know, playing on a small ring, uh, I feel like will uh, help me get ready. So super excited about that. How do you uh, identify yourself as a player? Like, uh, what, what's your style of play as a defender? Um, you know, I want to be someone who, who really uh, plays a big role in the game, the tough games. Uh, I want to be a two-way defender, someone who plays a lot of ice time, uh, someone who's good defensively but also offensively, can be put on, put on the ice in really any situation, um, and someone who can win championships. So, yep. And in terms of that type of player, and I know a lot of people kind of mentioned your game and the defensive side of things, but in terms of offensively and, and the things that you can do, do you feel like there, there is more there than people have seen so far as well? Oh, definitely. I feel like I have made big strides this year, um, but I feel like I have a, a decent base to stand on. So I'm just looking forward to, to being able to, to keep practicing uh, uh, my offensive game at BU, and I think um, it will turn out great in the future. So. Well, and you're going to the perfect organization to have some some fellow Swedes around uh, around the building. You know, Elias Patterson, Daniel, and Henrik Sedin. I mean, the GM right, is, is Swedish right. as well. It's got to be pretty welcoming, I imagine. Oh, of course, of course. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of history with Swedes uh, in Vancouver, uh, maybe especially the the Sedins. So um, it's a it's an honor for sure. Uh, do you know any of the guys uh, on the team or guys that have been drafted by the team? Like guys like Elias Patterson uh, on defense and forward. No, no, I'd say a little bit too old for me, maybe, um, but uh, be happy to get to know them for sure. Uh, how's Nashville been treating you uh, outside of uh, you know getting drafted here? I know you're on cloud nine already, but has it been a good trip? Oh yeah, no, it was a bit bit problematic with uh, with uh, catching the flight at New York, um, but being here, it's been been tremendous. Um, like it's great weather here for for a change for us back in Sweden. Um, but you know, also a very nice city, I'd say. So very happy. Uh, Tom, we are really glad to get to know you here and I'm sure we'll be seeing you in Vancouver at some point soon. Thanks for this. And, uh, congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, there is Tom Willander who is, uh, 
don't know if Cloud9 even does it justice. He can uh, tell and you can feel the smile coming through the phone yeah. as he gets selected at 11th overall. The energy, some personality to him as well. Yeah. As, as we mentioned, you know, he's, he speaks very good English already and, and going to university next year. And you always got to give a couple of years mm-hmm. to, for guys like him before you, you can really figure out what he can do at the NHL level. And, you know, in terms of him, the type of player that he can be, it's going to be interesting to see ultimately how he how he develops mm-hmm. playing in the NCAA and whether he plays one or two years there and and how his game kind of comes together because the the reaction right away is is he just a defensive D man that's on a second pair and he plays the right side and did you reach taking that yeah I think that you're betting on him becoming that like an elite level shutdown two way defenseman that's why you're taking him where you're taking him I don't think you take him because you view him as being a second pair guy and that's how I view him when I saw his game and I started viewing him, I'm like man like I don't know how high I want to take this guy maybe but like he's growing on me and it's very hard to find players like this and and he's really good and if he does hit his ceiling like he can't be a top pair guy and if you're a top pair elite defenseman like it, yeah. it, what's too high of drafting that guy is 11 too high I don't think 11 is too high for a guy like that maybe four or five yeah. and I know there's a lot of talented players available but that's the projection and I think that's the projection you have to have to draft him you're not drafting him because you view him as maybe being a second pair defenseman if that was your evaluation don't take him at 11 yeah and I don't think that was the Canucks evaluation. You could tell Patrick was pretty excited to be able to select Tom Willander. We'll get more into this because you know, I think we all have some thoughts on uh, the options that were available to the Canucks and the one they ended up landing on. But the Nashville Predators are on the Talk clock. to the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks, Patrick Alvine, who takes precedence uh, over the Maple Leaf selection. In, ha- in Vancouver, we <laughs> trump the Leafs, not the other way around. Not the other way around. How's it going, Patrick? Yeah, pretty good. I, I'm glad to hear that, guys. <laughs> yeah, we dumped the Leafs to talk to you, so this is uh, this is this is big. Uh, obviously, a big night. We could see your reaction on television when talking to Elliot Friedman. You seem pretty excited uh, to to be able to select Tom Willander there at 11th overall. Yeah, and, and this is uh, credit to the to my scouting staff how hard they worked uh, identifying the players and putting the list together, and and I would say. Uh, uh, from November on, they've been uh, super impressed with, with Tom's game, um, how he matured, how his game took off, and uh, there was no hesitation when he was available there at 11. Well, and in terms of, you know, you guys have been mentioning how the draft list is always fluid, and you mentioned he's been impressive since November, but he's a guy that at least on on the public side of things has kind of snuck up on us. But, you know, we mentioned a couple months ago that he's a guy that to really keep keep in mind. And one of the things that we see people pushing back on is they view him as a defensive defenseman that perhaps is limited offensively. But I know you mentioned in your media availability before joining us that you had him clearly as best player available, but there's more offensive ability there because when you see him handle the puck and you see him on the blue line with how he skates and how he can walk the line, there's a lot of ability there. So what does he have to do, you think, Patrick, to be able to bring that out a bit more when he comes to North America this upcoming season? Well, I I think it's more um, how uh, you've been taught the game over in Europe uh, I think the responsibility is in your own end, taking care of that first. Uh, uh, he, he really impressed uh, myself at the U18 in April there, um, taking over the, the number one power play and, and how deceptive he was in the blue line, uh, walking the line, uh, seeing his options and, and executing. So with his ability to skate, I think there's uh, there's uh, good potential to uh, join the rush even more here. And uh, uh, when you know when he was growing up, he played forward, so the skill set is there. Uh, I, I just uh, I just think we've got a 
continue to work with him here. Yeah, really uh, intriguing profile as a player. And, and you know, you mentioned uh, taking care of his own end in the, in the D zone. You know, some of the, the, the other prospects available, we see some incredibly high offensive upside. But, you know, how important is it to try and identify and, and be able to project out a player that, you know, shows some real defensive traits as well because the league continues to grow and you see more speed and skill in the league. It's it's harder and harder to find true defensive defensemen that are able to get the job done. Yeah, yeah, you guys are right in that regards. But I, I wouldn't have uh, Tom as a, a defensive defenseman. I, I think he's more of a, a, a transitional defenseman, mm-hmm. the guy who's, who's making sure the puck goes up ice quickly. Uh, his ability to join the rush, um, you know, his uh, regroup and, and neutral zone uh, uh, is really impressive. How he he's able to move the puck, see the see the see his options, uh, and I think in today's game you're going to have uh, uh, players who uh, are willing to go down and pick up the puck and, and deliver the first pass, and that's that's the intriguing part with Tom. Well, and, you know, the fact that he has some physicality, a good frame as well, make, makes him very intriguing. But also, in, in general, it's pretty rare now, isn't it, not only to find good righty defensemen prospects, but also good righty defensemen prospects that are intuitive defensively and have that type of defensive upside. How hard is it becoming to find 17, 18-year-old kids that can project as being good defensively and good transitionally at the next level? Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's It's getting definitely harder and harder. I think that's where... We challenge our, our staff and, and project those players and find them. Um, and then it's, it's up to us in, in uh, Vancouver Canucks to help those guys, too. I think that's why we built out our development staff uh, last year to get in uh, more resources to, to help the young players uh, grow the game. And, and uh, as I said before, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon to get there. Uh, when you think about this pick from uh, the organizational perspective, you know, I- Building out your defense, you know, two three years down the line, how does how does Tom fill into that equation? Yeah, I, I, as I said here, I, I could see him uh, being a guy that's going to eat a lot of minutes, uh, a guy that can uh, play with with a player like Quinn Hughes. Uh, he could be a guy that he could use um, in a shutdown role because of his ability to to skate and and his IQ. So. Um, uh, I, I, I think, uh, I, I definitely think that that is a, an excitement for our staff to get Tom on board here. Well, and as far as now looking ahead to day two tomorrow, you have a bevy of picks uh, in the third and fourth round, no picks in the second round. And given the amount of talented players, especially in the top uh, of this draft this year, uh, what are you looking at for day two? How open are you to moving picks, moving up, moving down? Uh, what are you kind of looking at for day two of the draft? Well, I, I believe this first round is still going, and you guys hold me out there in the hallways. So I'm missing the last part, and I was trying to get into the first, but I guess I can't blame it on you, on you guys now. I can't believe you guys holding me up here. So sorry, sorry about that. So if you miss on a player, it's it's our fault. You can blame us, Patrick. No, there's no, been so many don't. trades made tonight that I uh, I was wondering uh, who's if anybody was even making any calls. <laughs> I uh, we definitely we group here tonight and. and uh, you know, see uh, who the players are uh, that 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 our staff likes, and and uh, see if there is a chance to get in for the second round. I know my my staff is really excited about the uh, five picks we have in in round uh, three and four. So um, hopefully, we can stack up here with with more uh, prospects. 
as, as you look ahead to, to free agency, are you still trying to open up a little bit of cap space to be able to, to play a little bit more in that area? Yeah, uh, we've been talking to a lot of teams here and, and looking uh, at options. Uh, you know, if there is a, a trade that that, that makes sense, uh, uh, you know, um, for us to get better. And uh, uh, so far, uh, nothing really has materialized. So we'll see what the next couple of days before the for, uh, July 1st, uh, uh, what will happen here. Has the lack of uh, trade activity, and we've seen some, of course, has it surprised you given the level of discussion that there has been? I I wouldn't say that. I mean, if you, you, you know, you go back uh, to uh, the, the, when the COVID hit and, and uh, uh, the, the cap hasn't really increased as much. Uh, it just, just shows how hard it is uh, to make those hockey deals and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fit for both teams. Uh, and that that's what makes it a little bit harder here. Given uh, you, you mentioned, you know, it's uh, trades have been hard to come by, hard to hard to wheel and deal a little bit. Does does that make it more likely you're, you you play more with free agency on Saturday? Yeah. Um, and again, I, I I want to make sure we, we spend our money wisely here and, and not just uh, jumping into something. Um, that's why we... I want to make sure we're going through the process and, and making sure that uh, it's it's very calculated um, and making sure the players uh, fit how we want to play and fit their roles, what we're looking for. Well, and as far as you know, attacking those types of players, I guess there's two ways, right? You can go after the guys who are a bit higher end but cost a bit more, and then maybe guys that are still you know going to cost something, but you have some flexibility on term and on perhaps uh, the number and what it is, and, and maybe creates a bit more flexibility. Might that be the easier way to go to address needs uh, in free agency? Well, I think our, our staff did a really good job, uh, you know, going through this uh, last summer uh, finding. Guys like uh, Dakota Joshua and, and uh, uh, Neil Salmon, um, guys that, that you know we we uh, have identified and, and scouted over the year and, and believe that there is more upside in. I, I think that's uh, that's what I want to see uh, if we can you know find some of those uh, players that still have uh, um, potential to grow under under a coaching staff and, and uh, under a system I want to play. And before before I let you go, just circling back to uh, the pick, and, it, and it's just us chatting here, Patrick. So I mean, nobody's going to really listen to here, anyways. But I mean, <laughs> how how high uh, did you have Willander? Not to give us a number, but uh, were there a couple of players a bit higher than him that that went above that you would have been made a hard decision for you at eleven, or was he a guy that perhaps was a bit higher on your board than where he got selected? Well, I, I again. Uh... We, we have, as I said, we were Todd Harvey is doing a tremendous job and got the list in order. And uh, as the list shaked out here, we, uh, you know, he was the next man up, and uh, uh, we did, uh, you know, uh, did we anticipate uh, the ten players going ahead of us? Uh, there was some 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 surprise for for staff, but uh, uh, when when we had uh, the option here, to, as I said, to pick Tom, uh, there was no. Uh, second guessing for my game. Uh, pretty soon, the the running joke around the league is going to be that you only select Swedes in the first round, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't believe my staff is doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Patrick, uh, really, really appreciate the time as always. Uh, yeah. Still three picks left here in the first round for you to get in. Okay, uh, I, I gotta run in and see if I can do something. Here, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Patrick. Uh, uh, okay, thanks. There is uh, Patrick Alvin joining us here on uh, 
on Canuck Central. So uh, as you mentioned there, you know, maybe a, a few surprises in the in the top ten ahead of where they selected Tom Melander, but uh, still had Tom Melander very high on their board and uh, were very happy to select the player. You know, they were. And, I mean, I, I hear the discussions, right? And it's fair. Listen, I, we give opinions on this stuff. You know, we work as hard as we can on it. But I think we both admit we're not, you know, pro scouts or anything yes. like that. Like, we're, we're trying to give opinions the best we can. And we try to educate our opinions with information for people around the league that we trust and we know. And and what I keep saying about Will Ander is, and I understand people saying, hey, take Benson. Fair. I mean, these are really talented hockey players, man. Like, it's a really good draft. Like, it, it's a really good draft. You can make a case for a number of players instead of Will Ander, and it would have been fair. And mm-hmm. you could have really, uh, you know, pounded a table for him, which is super great and fascinating about this year's draft. But... I don't think Willander is taken here because of what somebody may project him as. Okay, you are projecting him as he's not going to be a top-pairing defenseman. He's going to be a second-pairing defenseman that's more defensive. Chris Tanev type, which you're like, nice, but are you taking a high pick on it? But that's not their projection. Yeah. As you heard from Patrick Alvin. Oh, he did not like the notion that he is a defensive defenseman. <laughs> no, I don't. Even all. just the mere suggestion of, of it, he, he like bit back at me a little bit there. Well, well, yeah, and you know, and I'm not, I don't mean it as like you know, and to support him in that case, but like you know, one of, what what have we talked about? Like people that like him think he mm-hmm. has more. There's more there to his game, and when you watch him play, you watch him handle the puck on the blue line. Like honestly, if you can find, it's hard to find clips. I had access to a bunch of his games through somebody that I knew, it's hard to find clips on him, yeah. I know. But even on, on some of those clips, go watch and see how he handles the puck on the blue line. Mm-hmm. You tell me that somebody can do those things, it can move the way he can move, doesn't have more to offer. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be the next great offensive defenseman? No. But for a guy that could project as a really good all-around guy, I mean, I don't know, man. Like These are the types of players I love. How much do I talk about defense and two-way yeah. ability? Like It's... And he played, uh, as Patrick mentioned, played forward uh, growing up as well. So, yeah. you know, that's where some of that skill comes in that you are able to see in moments and certainly saw at the U18s, right? Super, like, really popped at the U18s. Anybody yeah. that was scouting there would say, man, this Tom Willander kid looks unreal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patrick mentioned that as well. It's really interesting to see where they picked him, to hear Patrick talk about the player in a more – sort of granular view of like the hockey type of mindset and what they are seeing when they watch him. And you can tell that they think that there's a lot more than just a defensive defenseman in Tom Willander. And earlier our, our interview with Tom Willander kids got a really good head on his shoulders and has a really good idea of where he still needs to improve and what he needs to do to get there. So yeah, uh, it's a really promising selection for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. If you missed it, go make sure to check it out because uh, we also posed the question to him about offensive ability and he pounced on the question too. He's like, Oh oh yeah, for sure. Like he's like, I have so much more to offer and it's a great situation for him to go to go to an NCAA and kind of show what you can do offensively. Like he'll have the opportunity there, maybe not on the first power play unit or anything, but I think he'll have a chance to showcase more offensive ability. Uh, So uh, just to wrap this up, a couple of picks that have happened. Uh, When Patrick joined us, the Maple Leafs were on the clock and about to make a selection. They took Easton Cowan out of London. Uh, So an interesting pick there. Somebody uh, that was not necessarily projected to be a first-rounder, but Brad Tree Living making his first pick as Easton Cowan. So you know when I said I had a list of 51 players? He was not on it? He was not on it. <laughs> Told uh, you there'd be one. There'd tonight. be somebody. Somebody. There had to be uh, one. Uh, yeah. So, 
an interesting one there from uh, from Brad Tree Living. Uh, Theo Lindstein went at 29th overall to the St. Louis Blues. They made all of their three first round selections, uh, much to the dismay of any of us hoping for trades on this night. Bunch of cowards. And Carolina has just made their pick out of the Penticton V's. Bradley Nadeau uh, is selected. Uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes. All right. Let's talk about this guy, Gavin Brindley. I mean, you want to talk about Bradley somebody... Nadeau. Uh, sorry, Bradley Brindley. I was thinking Gavin Brindley. <laughs> this guy's still thinking about Gavin Brindley. Hasn't been drafted yet. I mean, I, I was already forming a take about how that's he... the Wolverine meme with <laughs> Gavin Brindley in the photo. <laughs> I'm like projecting right now. I would have depended it if they picked him out. Of I would have probably somehow. <laughs> what well, not if Willander was on the board. No, well, I would have been disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I was already thinking about a take about how for for day two, how he's really somebody to watch. Could be a steal of day two. But Bradley Nadeau, he was also somebody that I was like, man, if he's there in the second round, I mean, this is an int- intriguing player. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who lit it up with, uh, with the Penticton V's at the BCHL level? Yeah. My goodness, Dan. I mean, clearly a cut above the rest of the league. Yeah, not even close. Not even close. So, the like, is he as quick as, you know, uh, Bedard and those guys? No, obviously, but his goal scoring, his ability, it's, it's pretty elite. And the shot is very um, elite. I think it's one of the best. Like, from what I've seen uh, in some of the, the players that I looked at, he had one of the best shots in in the draft. Yeah, it was kind of like, so it, it was Mitch Goff, obviously, Bedard number one. We mentioned Barlow, of course. Yep. And Nadeau found himself in that discussion, too. Nadeau in that conversation, yeah. Yeah, was also in that discussion. So I think he's a guy that has a lot of upside. And you know what I love about this pick for Carolina is that's exactly the type of player they need. Now, sure, not the prototype. You need a bigger one, faster one, and all that. But what do we talk about them? Yep. Need goal scorers, long term. They don't have enough of them, mm-hmm. you know. So in four or five years, you want to keep this kind of thing going, and you have Aho there long term. You needed somebody who can score next to him, and you have Svechnikov. Maybe Nadeau is that guy in a few years that closes that gap. He uh, has that potential because the shot it uh, it definitely pops. Yes, and uh, he looks like a guy that's got an NHL shot already and could score at the NHL level. All right, more on the Canucks and the final two picks of the draft coming next on Draft Central.